who's hot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop? Who jewels got blocks? Who's mostly dope? down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Uh, you know, when I do shows like this, I'm just here to tell you right now, the money that is in your wallet, the money that you thought you weren't going to have to spend on pinball machines, you're going to have to spend on pinball machines because Stern Pinball is about to clobber everybody else with never-ending themes you all want. And I know that I've been somewhat harsh on the competition of Stern Pinball. I know that I've called American Pinball names. And the reason why I call American Pinball names, the reason why I give out to Chicago Gaming Company is as everyone else waits and does nothing, there was a tiny window of opportunity in which Stern had no new games on the line. Mandalorian's been out for a few months. And what has everybody else done? They've been asleep at the wheel. I understand there's a part shortage, but there is about to be a money shortage in the pinball world as all of the money starts to head once again to Stern Pinball and they continue to do what they do best. They go get the themes you want. They continue to release new products every three to four months, not three to four years, not 11 years like J-Pop. This company doesn't stop firing on all cylinders. Would I like their games to be better? Yes. Would I like there to be more in their games? Yes. But imagine a world in which there is no Stern Pinball. There is a boring pinball world out there without Stern Pinball, but thanks to Stern, every few months, we get new machines. And Stern as a company is so much bigger than any one designer. The power of Stern is their manufacturing muscle. Like it is not going to hurt Stern at all that Steve Ritchie is going over to Jersey Jack Pinball. They are not going to feel that at all. Because the one thing Jersey Jack Pinball can't do is make games quickly. Look how many games Stern Pinball can make a week. 400 games a week, people. That is just an incredible feat. And I'm here to tell you on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, before you hear Steve Ritchie interviewed by the Jersey Jack Podcast, I'm going to drop something out there that nobody knows. Are you ready for it? What if I told you that Steve Ritchie was not the first designer that Jersey Jack Pinball tried to grab from Stern Pinball? What if they settled for Steve Ritchie? Now that starts to change the narrative. Now you're not going to hear that from Jack Guinari. You're not going to hear it from the Jersey Jack podcast, but that is the truth. And they will not deny that, that Steve Ritchie was not the first designer they tried to steal away from Stern Pinball. But Stern Pinball, if you're a designer, you want to be at Stern. If you're an artist, you want to be at Stern. If you're a coder, you want to be at Stern. And the reason why is so simple, because they actually build games frequently. So your work and your creativity gets to see the light of day every few months or at least a couple times a year if you're over at Stern Pinball. Like every designer will see their game out once a year. John Borg, Keith Elwin, Steve Ritchie, maybe George Gomez. Like they have the ability to put designers' products out in the world. And when you're a creative, and you have something you've made, you want to see it out in the world. You don't want to have to wait years to get it. 
Okay, but this is not about Steve Ritchie going over to Jersey Jack. It's not going to hurt Stern at all. Stern is about to clobber everybody again. They know what they have coming down the pipeline. And they know that Mandalorian wasn't the big one. You guys know it as well. And I'm telling you right now, for those of you out there, who slept on flipping your Mandalorian LEs for more than they were worth, you better get them listed today because I am telling you in the next couple months, all of the money and all of the attention and all of the hype is going to move away and move to these two games that are coming out. And I've been trying to warn my friends and Mr. Bill Brandis who thinks that Mandalorian's going to be worth $15,000 one day. Billy, I know you're listening. It's not going to hit that. We're already starting to see the Mandalorian prices go lower and lower and lower. They started at like thirteen dollars or $14,000 for an LE. Now they're around $11,000 and they're going to start sinking closer to MSRP. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what Stern's next two titles are. I'm also going to tell you what the price increase I am hearing is going to happen across the board over at Stern. And if you want to wonder why there is a price increase happening at Stern Pinball, it's because they're not dummies. They're looking at this market, right? Jersey Jack Pinball just increased the price of all of their LEs by one thousand dollars after they announced the price of guns and roses right it went from 9500 to 1000 now imagine if you're stern and people who ordered guns and roses on day one had to wait almost a year to get the machine and you're stern pinball and you can make 400 games a week You've got this somewhat affluent clientele of yours, and if you can just get games to them, they'll pay more than $9,200 to get Mandalorian. And you're watching them spend over $9,200 on every single Mandalorian sold. And I don't think there's anyone out there that would disagree. If Stern Pinball charged $10,200 for Mandalorian LE, they still would have sold every single one. So I am here on Canada's Pinball Podcast to tell you the following. The price increase on Stern machines moving forward will be the following. $500 increase on the Pro, a $750 increase on the Premium, and they are deciding right now on the LEs whether they will raise the price by $1,000 or $1,500. So you heard that here on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Stern Pinball Machines are about to go up in price across the board. And no one should be shocked by this because we are seeing all of the secondhand prices go through the roof. And Stern is watching this. They are watching what LEs of Stranger Things are selling for and Mandalorian. And they are going to do what they do best. They're going to keep increasing the prices so that the money goes to them. Stern Pinball is not dumb. They're the smartest pinball company out there right now. You know, their goal is to keep parity with JJP pricing and exploit their market position. Remember, they can make 100 games a day. And even by making 100 games a day, here's the crazy part. Even with Stern making that many games a day, they can't even fulfill demand. It is crazy, and this is why I am so harsh on American Pinball and Chicago Gaming Company. Why aren't they making games? When you see the amount of demand for pinball, what are you doing, American Pinball? What are you doing? And AP, I hate to say it to you right now, but if you've got Legends of Valhalla ready to come out, 
I'm about to tell you what the next two Stern titles are coming out in the next few months, and it's game over if all you've got is Legends of Valhalla. Okay, so I just want to confirm right now that the next Stern pinball machine is Godzilla by Keith Elblin with Zombie Yeti on artwork. It is not going to be something else. It's not codenamed for something else. That game is coming out next. You should see that game in mid-September, and from everything I'm hearing, this game is going to be amazing it's going to be huge. It's going to have amazing mechanisms in it. The artwork's going to be incredible. And we know it's going to shoot incredible because it's Keith Elwin. So if I were you, I would try to get in on a list of a Godzilla LE. Now, here's the bad part. These games are already sold out. And what I mean by that is there is no way you're going to be able to get one for MSRP, even if the MSRP is $1,000 or $1,500 more. Now, that might push some people off, right? We are now going to see a Stern machine that from Stern itself will be over $10,000. Will that shrink the amount of people that want an LE? Now, here's the thing. I think if Stern keeps driving up the number of LEs, it's a mistake. If you're going to charge me, Stern, $10,000 plus for an LE version of the game, you got to make it limited. $750 is not limited. We saw what happened with Mandalorian. There are so many Mandalorians for sale new in box. It just doesn't feel special at $750. I think $500 needs to be the cutoff on all LE machines regardless of the theme. I mean that. Once it's 750, that's so many more in the market. That's 50% more than Guns N' Roses CEs. That's 50% more than most other Stern LE machines. So I think Stern is going to get greedy. If they say 750 Godzillas at 10 plus thousand dollars, then I think they're making maybe too many for what the market will bear at that price. But again, it's a crazy market, and we saw what happened with Mandalorian LEs, right? So many guys still couldn't get one at $9,200, so maybe Stern's going to be like, who cares if we charge this much, we'll sell that many, and you're wrong, Canada, and they, they will probably be right. They probably could sell 750 Godzillas at $11,000 a pop, and you guys would still buy it because the FOMO they create with shows like this, and I help them create it, makes you guys need it tomorrow. Here's the thing they don't want you to know. With Godzilla right around the corner, with Cactus Canyon Remake, and who knows what from American Pinball, with all these titles right around the corner, Spooky Pinball, Spooky, you are the smartest ever to get your game out and get all those games sold through because I hate to break it to all you guys who just went all in on the Spooky titles, I think when you see these titles from Stern, they're going to be superior pinball experiences. We know that. Now, that's not to take away from what Spooky is doing. I think this is the best Spooky game to date. I think you're going to see what Stern is capable of is definitely a few levels above what Spooky Pinball is capable of, and you're going to want to get Godzilla. Now, here's where it gets nutty. If you thought that Godzilla was the only other game you were going to want this year and you were going to have a little bit of a window of freedom from spending money on something else, it gets really bad right now because I'm about to break it for you right now that I am hearing that the game that is after Godzilla, no, it's not Rush, and I still believe Rush will be a boutique game. I do. I don't think it's going to be a cornerstone. 
the big game that's going to come out after Godzilla, and I would guess that this is going to be John Borg's next game, it all starts to make total sense that the game Stern is going to come out with after Godzilla is the following. I mean, somewhere out there, David Fix is crying right now. Because if you're American Pinball, that's the last thing you want to hear. That Back to the Future is coming out after Godzilla. And look, and look, I know this is just a rumor, but I am hearing that Back to the Future is the game, the big cornerstone that will be coming out after Godzilla. And so this is it. This is what Stern does. They don't stop coming. They don't stop looking out in the world and saying, what are the greatest themes we can go get that would get people to spend their money and buy these games sight unseen? Sight unseen, Back to the Future, if it comes out, is already sold out. You know that. You know you will have an impossible chance of getting a Back to the Future LE because the LE list for every distributor for Stern Pinball is already full and the wait list to get these games is a mile long. And you best believe when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're about to see some serious shit from Stern Pinball and I would hate to be the competitors of Stern. This is what they continue to do. Even with part shortages, even with delays, nothing will delay Stern Pinball from bringing the best themes in pinball. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We know that Jersey Jack Pinball has Toy Story next. We know that Chicago Gaming Company has Cactus Canyon and possibly Pulp Fiction. This is the new golden age of pinball. There are so many options. So many great games are around the corner. The only unfortunate thing now is these games are so expensive and they're going to keep going up in value. The more they see people spending $38,000 on Pirates of the Caribbean, the more they see people spending twelve five dollars on Guns N' Roses, the more these games sell out day one. There are so many people in the pinball right now. There is not enough product to fulfill the demand of pinball. And the amount of people in this hobby that have a lot of money is incredible. Incredible. And if you drop back to the future in front of them, forget it. What could Stern charge for back to the future LE? 15 grand and they could easily sell 500 of them. Easily. Without a doubt, more of you would rather have Back to the Future LE than almost every single Stern pinball machine to date, okay? And you know that. We've been asking for a good version of Back to the Future, and hopefully we will get it. And I hope that Joe Kamikow is involved in this game because I think we're going to see it. I also think we're going to see James Bond. I know Steve Ritchie worked on that game. That was his last title. We are going to see so many great games. 
And if you ask me what's going to happen over time, and it's going to happen over the next couple of years, because so many great games are coming out, I just don't think this hobby can sustain itself as being like a collectible hobby. It needs to go back to what it used to be. We bought these games. We enjoyed them. We didn't buy them to flip for resale values. We bought them to enjoy, and we didn't want to lose a lot of money on them, but we also didn't want to be shut out of every new LE like we are nowadays. I think it's going to have to pop soon because like you see, like if you're in on Godzilla and you think that's the big one, well, it's not going to be as big as Back to the Future. And what about Harry Potter? What about Matrix? What about all these other themes that are going to be coming out? Out. Stern is not stopping. Jersey Jack Pinball is not stopping. Today's hot game, today's hyped game will be yesterday's old news. It'll just be that way. Now, I hope somewhere in all of this madness with all of these titles coming out, I do hope that some of these games become masterpieces. By a masterpiece, I mean that these games are incredible to shoot. There are incredible worlds under that glass that are exciting to look at. The code is incredible. The artwork is incredible. We don't see many games that are masterpieces. You know that. And I think the one issue I have with all of pinball nowadays is this. At these prices, the games should all be masterpieces. The problem is we don't even know if these games are any good and they're going to sell out before you even see them, and people are going to fight over each other to get them before they even see a single gameplay video. Go look at the Halloween people and all the fans over there looking at the animations in Halloween, and you'll see what I mean, that when you run to these games right away and you buy them sight unseen, that all of them are not going to work out for you. And they might not be what you wanted. And they might not bring the theme to life the way you want it. So it's a hard time. I mean, you just got to go in and speculate and buy now and worry about it later. That's a crazy proposition when the toys are this much money, right? These aren't $60 video games. So I want to end this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast with a very special guest who has not joined the show in a very long time, and I really think you're going to enjoy hearing from this special guest, but you heard it here on Canada's Pinball Podcast that Steve Ritchie was not the first designer Jersey Jack tried to poach, that Stern games are going up in price, and you are going to see Back to the Future as the next cornerstone after Godzilla, Canada's Pinball Podcast. Fifth Twippy, is anyone even in second place at this point? Later. I want to end this podcast with a special guest. I want to say thank you to Mr. Kim Mitchell for being the number one, the largest contributor to Canada's Pinball Podcast in a single day. There was only one problem with Kim Mitchell's donation to Canada's Pinball Podcast. He donated the money directly to Brenda. So Brenda would like to say thank you to Mr. Kim Mitchell. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kaneda. And by the way, it was not a problem that he deposited it directly to me. I would actually say that that was the right thing to do, considering he very accurately said the Twippy Award Pinball Wife of the Year. So what is it like being the wife of Kaneda and the man who does all these podcasts? Well, let me first of all actually thank Mr. Mitchell. I woke this morning at 4 a.m. with Killian screaming. He had a woken himself with a little bit of a night terror or something, got him down and just started checking some emails. And all of a sudden I saw this surprise. I was like, what is this? This has to be an error. Went in and saw this very insanely generous and, and so unexpected gift from Mr. Mitchell. 
um, and the the lovely message of tw- uh, Twippy Award Pinball Wife of the Year, which. Uh, was a title I will gladly take and very grateful for. So thank you, Mr. Mitchell. Now, what are you going to do with the money? You're going to give it to Canada or are you going to spend it Absolutely on yourself? Absolutely not. It is 100% being spent on myself and Killian. I'm thinking maybe we have a little afternoon, we get our nails done, we might go and like have a little bit of a spa day, get a massage. The things that I need to maintain my sanity and uh, that allow me to be the pinball wife of the year. All right, so you are the Pinball Wife of the Year, not just the year, the last five years. If it wasn't for Brenda, this show would not exist. So I do love you and thank you for standing by me as I do all these shows. And what do you think about the criticism that you're married to a sociopathic, narcissistic disaster of a man? Um, I mean, I know who I married. I mean, there's no truth to it. When people know you, they get to know the real you. I do joke at times that we all know who I married. So, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're unique. You're definitely a flavor. You either love you or you hate you. And there's no real kind of middle ground. And I love that also about you because you're all in. You're all in on me and Killian and and our life. And I love that you bring that passion to pinball. Would you divorce me if I don't win the Twippy? Oh my God, that is a tough question. So on this episode, people will have heard by now that after Godzilla, the next title from Stern Pinball will be Back to the Future. What do you think? Do you want one? No. You don't want Back to the Future? No. Marty, we don't have room for any more pinball but, machines. By, by the way, more means we have zero in our apartment right now. We also have a baby who's just about to start to learn how to crawl and is going to need a high chair and all these things. These are priorities for me right now. So no, Back to the Future is not a pinball machine. I see in my future. What about Toy Story? Toy Story, oh my God, absolutely. That's a lovely theme. That's a great film series or franchise of films as well. No, but actually, wait, would it be... One, two, three, four are like an amalgamation of all of them. I think all four. Mm. And who's making this one? Jersey Jack. Okay. So you'd Let's, rather have just... I would wait and see what it looks like and then make my decision. But in, in theory, great, great, great team. So you want Toy Story over Back to the Future? 100%. Over Godzilla? 100%. Over Guns N' Roses? That's a, that's a toss-up for sure. If you could have any pinball theme, what would it be? Um, oh, Fifth Element. That'd be brilliant. What about Spice Girls? I love the Spice Girls. love their music, of course. I mean, we went to their concert. That was epic. Um, but I don't know. I think that that could get kind of old pretty quickly. And like, what would the, put it like, what would gameplay be? Like, what would the... the Spice up your do? life. Spice up your life. What are you like collecting all the, the Yeah, you got to collect the Spice Girls and get them on stage and get okay, Sporty Spice okay, back okay. in it. Is Maybe it Sporty? Who's Vic Posh. Posh? Okay. Victoria. Okay, so Brenda, if anyone wants to contribute directly to Brenda O'Donovan and not Canada, would you allow people to contribute to the pinball twippy wife of the year? Um, I mean, yeah, sure, guys. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate being recognized and acknowledged because we live in a very small little apartment and, uh, you know, all the time it takes for Canada to do his shows. Um, I'm in the background having to be quiet, keep Killian quiet and, and working around it. But, uh, you know, I also do it because... I love my husband and he loves this and he loves you guys. So massive thank you to everyone who listens and everyone who's been such a good sport. And honestly, for all the drama and the tension too. It's all in it's all in good good sport. We're getting it back to the future, Brenda. Sorry, no, I need it. No, Doc and Marty. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Oh!